What's up, humans? Welcome back for another installment of the Revenue Real Hotline. I'm your host, Amy Rehovchek. If you appreciate real stories from real humans generating real revenue, then this is absolutely the show for you. But I must warn you, friends, it does get a little bit uncomfortable. But before I do, I'd like to remind you quickly to follow the show wherever you listen. And if you do follow while you're there, by all means, let me know how I'm doing in the form of a review. It really does go so far and I I appreciate you. Yeah, so let's get to it. The Serenity Prayer is a prayer written by the theologian Reinhold Neubauer back in 1951. And it's commonly quoted as, God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Again, accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. So for purposes of this conversation today, let's talk wisdom, okay, and knowing the difference. Sadly, most humans grossly underestimate this last part, right? That which is or is not in their control, myself included. However, many years ago, I had what I consider a pretty clandestine experience with an absolute random on an Amtrak train from New York to DC that broke my brain around this concept of what is truly in my control. And it's an an experience that I think of often, um, for obvious reasons, hopefully. And so today I'm going to share that that story with you. The year was 2015, winter, a memorable day given the massive snowstorm about to hit the Northeast Corridor. And I had a decision to make, board the New York City to DC Amtrak as planned, or cancel the big meeting I had the next day in DC with a compensation committee at a prominent law firm. And so like, this was an easy decision for me. Like, I don't cancel my own damn meetings and I worked my ass off to get this one. Um, So I was committed to getting there. Starting with the radical acceptance of the shit show that was about to ensue um, for an indeterminate number of hours, right? uh, From my travel. And so that's what I decided to do. So I back, I packed a bag, I walked to the subway, you know, you wait for the seven train, ride five stops, got off in Penn Station, and you take a couple of deep breaths. And I, I, I remember entering Penn Station to walk to the Amtrak gate, um, more breathing. And yeah, just think of like massive snowstorm coming, like the place was a, a zoo. But anyway, this is generally a three-hour train ride, but this particular trip ended up taking twice as long, just to give you some context. About halfway through, the train came to a, a screeching halt somewhere in the hills of Pennsylvania. But fortunately for me, my seatmate was an engaging older gentleman in the mood to connect with a stranger. And so the conductors um, started roaming, right, after the train stop, started roaming early, interacting with everybody, doing what they could to ease the tension. But they didn't have any information for us either. 
right? Not that it mattered to my seatmate or to myself because our, our conversation really just only grew more stimulating. But I, I still remember the, the nervous energy rising around us with every passing minute without an update, right? People don't do well with uncertainty generally. And so at some point, I myself attempted to extract some intel from a roaming conductor, you know, fancying myself pretty decent at discovery. But I, I wasn't able to get anything out of him. And so I, in that moment, was pretty satisfied that the conductor didn't have any information to give. And so I turned to my seatmate rather smugly and said, well, there it is. Time to accept this event for what it is and something that we cannot change. And in this moment, I was very pleased with myself with the, with the calmness. But I, I returned to our conversation. And as I, I spoke those words, I was half expecting him to compliment my superior ability to re- remain calm amidst uncertainty. But instead, his eyes just, they, they changed in a moment and they, well, like the, the feel, they conveyed pity. And he skillfully allowed the stillness of that moment to linger until he mercifully broke the silence with, I find it very sad how little most humans think is actually within their control. And with that, he did a quick scan of the newsfeed on his phone. And satisfied with whatever it was that he saw or did not see, he scrolled, I'm watching him, he scrolled through his phone looking for contact. And he pressed the contact, dialed the phone, and a conversation about our DC-bound Amtrak stuck in the snow for, you know, hours on end ensued. And he added, again, with this whoever he was talking to, that the head conductor did not see fit to disclose any information to the hundreds of passengers who are really now at this point starting to panic. Nope, you were my first call. Nope, I won't give this story to anybody else. That was what he said, and they had a quick laugh, and then he ended the call. And I'm looking at him just really intrigued at this point, like looking, waiting for him to tell me who it was that he called. And he's like, that was the NBC Philly news desk. And he said, give it a couple of minutes. Two minutes later, the story hit the wire about the hundreds of passengers stuck in the snow for hours, and Amtrak wasn't, you know, giving any updates or taking care of people. And... I I remember my brain just kind of breaking in this moment watching this man and and I knew he was in like public relations but he was very coy about what it was exactly that he had done or the the relationships that he had um however yeah the story broke And five minutes later, the head conductor was over the loudspeakers explaining to everyone what would happen and with the status update and with this information, like you could just feel the tension just dissipate. And then sure enough, like a couple minutes after that, we we were moving again. And I mean, I have, I believe deeply that like it was because of the attention that the media brought on the situation that that the train not only communicated with us, but was able to, you know, kind of move people a little bit faster to remove whatever kind of debris was on the tracks or whatever it ended up being. And yeah, this story, this experience really, it stayed with me. Because if we believe that something is not possible, right? If I believe that something is possible, I would absolutely be right because I wouldn't even try. And so now, whenever I'm looking at a situation and trying to find serenity now, I recall this kind man 
and this clandestine experience. And I make sure to have a, a gut check conversation with myself, right? Am I sure that this is something that is truly out of my control, therefore something I should accept? Or perhaps maybe there is something that I can do about it. And so there you have it, friends, <laughs> my version of the serenity prayer, at least how, how I like to think about it. Grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. And that wraps another installment of the Revenue Real Hotline. I'm your host, Amy Rahufchek. If you like what we're doing here on the show, friends, do tell a friend write a review, something that can easily be done over at revenuereal.com. And it, it really does go so far and I appreciate it greatly. Just like I appreciate you for listening. All right, all truth, love, and joy, happy selling until next time.